Welcome to the Language of Hope podcast. Our host, Betty Chen is the senior pastor of New Spring AG, a visionary, a teacher, and one who believes in the second coming of Christ. And now to today's message. Just begin to bless his name. Honor him. Show appreciation to him. Just from the fruit of your lips, you want to bless him. You want to honor him. You want to glorify him. You want to exalt him. You are saying, Father, I thank you. Father, I bless you. I give you glory. I give you honor. I thank you for my life. No, let it be deliberate. Let it be deliberate. You are thanking him. Blessing him for his goodness. For his kindness. For his faithfulness. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Oh, we can't hide behind songs. Yeah, we are today to say we are grateful, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We adore you. We thank you for such a great morning like this. We thank you for your presence in our midst. Sweet Spirit of the living God, we declare your majesty in our midst. Have your way and do what no man can do. We don't wish for what you do every day. We wish for something new. Because your word makes me to understand that your mercies are new every day, every morning. We bless you, Abba. We bless you, Omega. Let all sin shout a louder amen. amen. Oh, give the Lord your loudest shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You want to turn to your neighbor standing beside you and welcome him or her into the house of the Lord. Tell him, neighbor, you are welcome. It's good I'm seeing you today. Hallelujah. Supernatural growth. When I say supernatural growth, you respond by saying, no limitation. Glory be to God. Supernatural growth. Hallelujah. You can kindly have your seat in the Lord. I'm super excited about what the Lord is going to do this morning. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for the awesome choir. Even as they have their seat. And also put your hands together for the great apostles of God. Put your hands together for them. And also put your hands together for yourself. For being here this morning. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Glory be to God. Powerful. Now this morning. We are going to quickly look at something that. The Lord wants to open our eyes to. And it is going to be a blessing to you. It is going to be a blessing to your next level in life. Now we need to change level. We need to shift levels. Glory be to God. So this morning, first of all, I welcome each and every one of you. We are New Spring Assemblies of God. We believe that Jesus is Lord over the nations. Hallelujah. This morning, quickly, you want to get your jota, get your pen. Let's delve into the word of God and see what the Lord has for us this morning. 
Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Now I'm speaking to you on a message I've entitled, The License for Him to Do the Rest. The License for Him to Do the Rest. Glory be to God. Now understand that God is not done with us yet. There are so many things that God would do in our lives. As a family, as a church, there are so many things that God would do. And I can tell you and assure you for a fact that he's not done with us. The plans and the purpose he has for us, I mean, he is not done 10%, I can assure you. He's not done 10%. But why is it that we are not seeing the rest? Now understand that God visits us yearly to see growth. Yearly, God visits us to see growth. So don't expect that how you've been last year, you'll be the same this year. No, 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 no. God visits us yearly to see growth. Why are you saying that, man of God? I will show you to you. Why God visits us to see growth is because you are either growing or you are dying. Why at every point in time God visits us to see growth is that it's either you are growing or you are dying. So God is interested in your growth. God is interested in your growth. It's God's desire that his people change his level every year. It's his desire. It's his wish that every year we change level. Not the same level. Can I speak over everybody under the sound of my voice? Can I decree and declare that this year you will change level? I said this year you will change level. I said this man you will change level. I see the Lord shifting you to another level. If you believe it, shout a louder amen. I said the Lord is changing your level. Amen and amen. Every year must come with something new. Every year. Why? Because growth attracts God. There is something we must do to see growth. There is something. In as much that God wants to see growth and he wants us to grow, there is something that we have to do to see growth. Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. Let's see something there. Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. Luke chapter 13, verse 6 to 9. Now, watch this. He also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. So somebody has planted. And he wants to, I mean, see growth. He wants to have, um, I mean, the benefit of what he has planted. Verse 7. Verse 7. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look. For three years, I have come seeking for how many years? No, oh, can let me hear you. How many years? That means that every year he goes to, goes to watch the thing. If it is growing. So for three years, I have come seeking for fruit on this fig tree and find none. When we talk about growth, it's not just about, I mean, the thing is growing. But I mean, produce, the benefit, results. Said so for three years, I've been coming to seek fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? When I was reading that, I saw they cut it down. 
I mean, I was shocked. I was shocked. So many people don't care about growth. They don't mind. Now, every year, the Lord is speaking about a parable here. Every year, the Lord, you see, there is something that God has given to you. And he gave that thing to you in a smaller distance. Either version or quantity. And he expects that you grow the thing. You increase the thing. Now, can you go this way for me so that by here I can see those here. Good. He expects that what he has given to you, you grow it. So, so many people have received beauty. They've received, I mean, the grace to prosper. It's not meant for you to remain on that level. Now, from the day that you were born, the beauty that God gave you, God will come back or God will visit you every year not to see the same beauty. But the beauty has changed level. He said, I came, but the fig tree had not blossomed. Give me verse 8. Let's also, so what do we have to do? What do we have to do? So it means that God has given us the thing. I want somebody to understand. But the growth of the thing, it will come by us. Your gift, your talent, your potentials. As a man of God, God has given you a prophetic grace. God has given you this grace. God has given you the teaching grace. God has given it to you. But the growth of that gift is dependent on you. And God will visit you every year to see it. Verse 8, he said, But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also. He said, This year, dear, would you jam me and see something? How many people are ready to grow this year? My God. Last year, the thing couldn't grow. Last year, the thing couldn't increase. Now you are telling God to leave or give you this year to grow everything that he has given to you. Now what, what do we have to do? There is something that we have to do. What do we have to do? He said, until I dig around it and fertilize it. That means that I'm not getting the thing. Work it out for me. That means that until you do something around the thing that he has given to you, you either dig around it or fertilize it, you will not see growth. You will not see it. Glory be to God. And by his saying that, his verse, when you read verse 8, he said that, why is that? He said, Lord, verse, give me verse 6. Let's look at something here. Verse 6. He said, okay, verse 7. Verse 7. Now look at the answer here. He said that then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking for fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? That means that somebody is wasting his her beauty. Somebody is waiting, wasting away potentials. And that thing must be cut down. So when you are not growing, it's either you are waste or you are wasting something. When you are not growing, it's either you are waste or you are wasting something. Now there are so many things that fight growth, battle our growth. And what are some of these things? That is why the farmer said, I would dig around it and fertilize it. Digging around it, that means that there are certain things you need to deal with. There are certain things that you need to watch out for. There are certain things that you need to take away. Now let's look at some of these insecticides that fight our growth. Some of these insecticides that fight our growth. Some of these insecticides that fight our growth. The number one insecticide 
that fight our growth is the spirit of offense. The spirit of offense. The spirit of offense. You are looking at what will cause God to do the rest. Because he has given the thing to you. And the thing must grow to bear fruit. So I will show you one of the things that will bring growth. What are some of the insecticides that we need to take around and fertilize? The spirit of offense. Isaiah 49 verse 23. Isaiah 49 verse 23. Isaiah 49 verse 23. Isaiah 49 verse 23. Let's look at something there. Isaiah 49 verse 23. Is it on the screen? Isaiah 49 verse 23. Good. We want to look at something there. Why is it good? It said that kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens your nursing mothers. They shall bow down to you with their faces to the earth and lick up and lick up the dust of your feet. Then you know that I am the Lord for they shall not be ashamed who wait for me. Now somebody pay attention here. So many people have come to a place of offense. They are offended. They have offense in their heart. I'm not talking about offense towards one another. I'm talking, this is a dangerous thing I'm talking about here. Offense against God. Offense against God. What is this offense that I'm talking about? This is a reaction of one against his or her helper. Thereby rendering him helpless. The offender starts asking, why me? So somebody will say that, oh me, I'm not offended. How can I be offended against God? So I'm showing you, so that you know where you belong. The offender will start asking, why me? Will God surely do it? This is the offender speaking here. But he doesn't know he's offended. He or she doesn't know. And the offender will come again and say, can this God be trusted? Can this God be trusted? Now I have an answer to the offender. The answer to all offenses is patience. Turn to the one sitting beside you and say patient. Be patient. Be patient. Say tamuchuku. Be patient. Be patient. I said that for those that wait on God. Isaiah 49 verse 23. The latter part says that for they that wait on God will never be put to shame. They will never be put to shame. Luke 8 15. Why you need patience and not to be offended with God? Luke 8 15. Why you need to be patient? Man of God, I'm growing old. Time is going. I need to be quick with things. Time is going. I'm going to show you something here. Now, somebody watch this thing and pay attention to it. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who are having those are those. Having heard the word with a noble and a good heart. Now, somebody watch a noble and watch the good heart. And keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now, can I ask you a question here? What brings about fruit bearing? Give the scripture back. We are studying the word here. It said that and keep it and bear fruit with patience. So what causes us to bear fruit? What brings growth? 
Can somebody watch it here and tell me? What? Patience. So it means that no matter how good your heart is, you need patience to bring forth fruit. That is why you see so many people are disappointed. Man of God. How I've served God. How I've been faithful to God. How I've been serving God, paying my time, doing this. Child of God, it does not only take good heart to bear fruit. It takes patience. You bring forth things by patience and not by your good heart. And not by your good heart. You need to know and understand that time is not your enemy. Patience is your enemy. Time is not your enemy. It's patience that is your enemy. Because why? Patience will not allow you to bring forth fruit. So you go ahead of your time. You'll be in a hurry. No matter how good your heart is, patience is needed to enjoy the fullness of God's plan. You need patience. Now I want to speak to you about a man, John the Baptist. This man, according to scripture, he was being described as one of the greatest among people that were born of women. Nobody can be compared to John the Baptist. Nobody. Nobody. This means that this man has been, I mean, he has been, he has been selected for divine elevation and supernatural growth. But let's look at what happened to his life. It does not matter the prophecy that is hanging over your life. It has been prophesied that you will travel. It has been prophesied that you open 14 companies. Do you know what you did? You don't need money, sweetheart. You don't need a good heart. You need patience. You need patience. When this prophecy was given and was said about John the Baptist, I thought it was going to happen sharp, quickly. But you see, John the Baptist crushed that destiny. And at the end of the day, he died in his poverty. When I talk about poverty, Bible said he died in prison. So I'm using the prison to represent any affliction that people go through. Any pain that people go through. He died, a young lady said, for the price of my dancing, give me the head of John the Baptist. And his head was given. His head was given. John's destiny was crushed because of offense. And someone is asking, ah, man of God, was John the Baptist offended? Yes, he was offended. It was prophesied, said by major prophet. Isaiah them said it, that there is coming a Messiah. John the Baptist in prison asked that, is this one that is coming or we should wait for another one? He is offended. It is this is a man that is offended talking here. John the Baptist talking here. He didn't know he was offended. He didn't know he was offended. He didn't know he was offended. Matthew chapter 11, verse 6. Matthew chapter 11, verse 6. Matthew 11, 6. Matthew 11, 6. Let's look at something. And blessed is he who is not. Blessed is he who is not what? Blessed is he who is not what? Blessed is he who is not what? Offended with the pastor? Offended with the choir? Offended with what? Offended because of me. Who is speaking here? God. He said that what will cause you to be blessed and what will bring you growth 
is when you are not offended because of me. When you are not offended. And at this point in time, Jesus was speaking to John the Baptist. Say, oh John, you cannot be blessed by any means. The way that you've chosen is a path that will lead to your death. You don't have to be offended by me. Any man that wants to be blessed. Now somebody will ask, man of God. But listen to me. I, 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 want, to, I, want, to, I want to sympathize with John the Baptist. Jesus is talking here. You are saying you want to sympathize with John the Baptist. Jesus is speaking. Oh man of God, you see. The woman has been married for 20 years with no baby. You see, man of God, the guy has been struck. After he completed university and even did his, I mean, master's in whatever, um, cortecologist and whatever this thing. And he has been waiting in the house for so many long days and he's not getting a job. Man of God, it's not easy to stay at home for 30, I mean, um, 15 years with no job. It's not easy. You want to sympathize with the person. But let me give you. You are not the first person that has gone through that thing. You are not the first person that has been in prison. John the Baptist. We can't sympathize with you. Man of God. I, I, was, I was listening to a man of God's testimony that is talking about the fact that this is what I've been praying for people to receive. And me myself was denying of the same thing. The same thing. As a matter of fact, man of God, get to know you are not the first man of God in this world to have gone through that situation why am i saying that have you forgotten about paul and silas john the baptist you are not the first person to have been in prison john the baptist paul and silas was also in prison but what did they do were they offended they were not offended you have no excuse to be offended i can't sympathize with you but the only thing i can say is that you have no excuse to be offended why? Isaiah 45 verse 9. Isaiah 45 verse 9. You know what is there? It's a familiar scripture. It talks about the fact that Paul and Silas was in prison. The same prison that John the Baptist was in. Joe, Paul and Silas was also in prison. But what did they do with their situation? They praised God out of that situation. One will be offended. The other will praise God. One will be offended. The other will praise God. One will be offended. The other will praise God. Your being offended has no remedy to your problem. Then this insecticide that you need to watch out for. The spirit of high-mindedness. The spirit of high-mindedness. The spirit of high-mindedness. What is this spirit that man of God you are talking about? It's an insecticide that fights against the growth of every man. It is one of the greatest enemies of praise. The spirit of high-mindedness. It is a condition where the individual sees everything as below his expectation. His expectation. As I'm standing here. As I'm standing here. One thing that Magavu, I'm believing God for is a car. If God gives me a bubuya, I'm human. You just understand. A man of God like me riding in a bubuya to church. How this is below my expectation. What you at least being a goal, at least not anything on the ground. Give me that car that carried two people in front. You see the one with flat back. This thing. Give me that one. I'm a man. I want to I want to tell you I'm a man. If God should give me a bicycle in this my situation, I will not be pleased. 
a spirit of high mindedness. Everything is below his expectation. I'm believing God for one lady called me man of God. Ah, you know, I've been praying for um, what, is, what is it? I've been praying for marriage. A man of God. Anywhere I go, everything that a prophet has seen is that I see traveling door open before you. I said, so, so, that is not what I'm looking for. The spirit of high-mindedness. What if your man to meet in life is in the traveling thing? But the spirit of high-mindedness, it will not cause you. So, so many people have what they are believing God for. And because they are not seeing that, they are not okay. They are not okay. They are not okay. They see everything below their expectation. This same spirit with this same person with high-mindedness, he sees himself as too big for where he is. Too big for where he is. Too big. No, 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 no. Too big for where he is. Baby, I want to do. He's too big for the place. And hardly appreciate the acts of God in his life. As a matter of fact, God is too slow for him. God is too slow for him. God is too slow for him. This is what I'm believing. Why is it that the thing has this? But it's the enemy that is doing this. This is nothing but a device to turn one against God and portray God as unfaithful and slow. The spirit of high-mindedness. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2. How did we get to know this? 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 2. So no matter what God brings your way, don't be so high in your mind. Learn to appreciate him. For men will be lovers of themselves. Yes. And what again? Lovers of money. And what again? Boasters. And what again? Proud. What again? Blasphemous. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful and unholy. Verse 3. Let's look at something here. My God. Unloving. Unforgiving. Slanderous. Without self-control. Brutal. Despises of good. Now, my focus is not on any of these today. Verse 4. But my focus is on high-minded people. Verse 4. Traitors. Headstrong. Haughty lovers of pleasure rather than the lovers of God. Can you get me another translation that puts it better in the fact that they are, he's, he's a haughty. The haughty, you know, he's talking about high mind. But I want somebody to see it. If it is possible, you can get us a translation that talking about that in that way. Glory be to God. Good. If it is possible. Good. Traitors. Heading. High-minded. So this is not an English me I've, I've put together for. No, no, no. It is scripture that is talking about here. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. High-minded. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. First Timothy chapter 6. It also talks about the same thing. High-minded people. High-minded people. The next spirit that you need to watch out for. Now, how many spirits have I given to you now? How many? Good. I'm giving you the third spirit that you need to watch out for and deal with. The spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness. What is this spirit? It is not a state of mind. Neither is it an attitude. Somebody listen very carefully. It is not a state of mind. Neither is it an attitude. It's rather a spirit. 
it's rather a spirit. I'm going to show you what the spirit of heaviness is. It's a force in the realm of the unseen. Its victim is not down as a result. Its victim is not down as a result of negative thing that has happened to him or her. It will be the but why it's a spirit. And yes, I'm out to you. It's a spirit. I'm gonna show you. I said Sometimes you 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 feel like as a weninche. There are times that you think, no, it could be that there's something that is going on. So let me call my mom to check up on my mom. When you call your mom, your mom will say he's okay. When you call your this thing, your beloved, your beloved is saying it's okay. But what is this thing that is suppressing me? It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a garment of heaviness. When the enemy puts on you, you can't be joyful. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. He is depressed most times without knowing what has happened to him. He's depressed without knowing what has happened to him. Oh, what crop? He wonders what life is all about. The spirit of heaviness. He wonders what life is all about. I believe, strongly believe, is this same spirit that was fighting Elijah. I'm sure. Because you know what? If you are talking about the fact that the spirit of heaviness is not as a result of the fact that there is a failure. The person is okay. Yes, though the person is not happy. And it's not expressing joy. Now, watch this. First King 19.4 It talks about the fact that this was, I will paraphrase it because of time. And most of us are very familiar with it. Elijah. After killing so many bow prophets, killing so many bow prophets, it, it is not easy to even cut the head of a chicken. Akukoti. Now recently, now I was watching a video on on TikTok where a small boy was trying to cut the head of. How many people saw it? We doing is not. Then then he took the knife like this. Akukone ukone what you want to say? Say me chani chani yewo. It is not easy. It is not easy to even cut the head. And this man just put the head of one man. So many men, not just men, no, great men, put their head on a stone like this. Cut it. Ta, 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 ta. How many, how many, how many people did he cut? How many? Huh? 450. 450. One after the other. 450. Bible said, just at the shout of one lady, just like, hey, Elijah, Elijah, Bible said, Bible described this act as he put the destiny. It is morning. Don't let me go there. He put the manhood behind the destiny and it was cracking everything. You will get it. He was now calling for God to kill him. There are people, you, you don't know what has happened to them. They wish that they are not even living. They wish that they are not even alive. It's the spirit of heaviness. And it's this same spirit that was battling Elijah after one victory. You've won. Why are you sad? You've won. Why are you sad? You have it now. Why are you sad? 
You prayed for a car. You have the car now. Why are you sad? You pray for marriage. You have it. Why are you sad? The spirit of heaviness. It doesn't come upon you when you have everything to yourself. In the midst of everything, still you see that you are not happy. So you got to know it's a spirit. And how do we deal with this spirit? You cast it out. Mark 16, verse 17. Mark 16, verse 17. Mark 16, verse 17. You cast the spirit out. You cast it out. Quickly. Mark 16, verse 17. Let's see what is it. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. Now, if they will cast out demons, then what do we have to do? If it's a spirit and we need to cast it out, what do we have to do? Now somebody will say, man of man of God, but why is it that you are saying that uh, this thing is a, is a spirit of whatever? How did you get to know? How did you get to know that the, the spirit of this thing is a spirit? Isaiah, give me first. Let me see if I can get it here. Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. Isaiah 61. Verse 1. It's a spirit. Everything I say here, I will prove it to you by scripture. That is a spirit. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 3. Which the spirit of the law is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. And the opening of the prison to those that are bound. Verse 2. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all who mourn. Verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for what? Oh, come on, come on, lie. The garment of praise for what? So what is the cure for the spirit of heaviness? Praise. My God. I've shown you two things that this thing is a spirit. You need to cast it out. And It's a spirit. So you need to cast it out by praise. Another you need to cast it out by declaring and commanding that spirit to move. Beloved, we've prayed enough not to have enough. We prayed enough not to have enough. That means that there is something we are not doing to get him to do the rest. I keep telling people, if you want to see everything, do everything. My AVP and I'm like, oh, you are lying. You've not done everything. The day you do everything, you'll see everything. Stop complaining. The day you do everything, you will see everything. So if there are things that we are not seeing, we are not experiencing it means that there is something that we are not doing. There is something that we are not doing. I'm not excluded. I'm also included. There is something that we need to get him the license to do it. God doesn't do things just like that. He's a God of principle. We need to get him the license to do it. And what is the license? Praise is the license. Let's do it first for the rest. I said what praise is what? The license. Let's do it first to get the rest. So what do we have to do? God is ready to start a new thing this year, this month. God is ready to start a new thing. But he's desperately, desperately waiting on one thing. And what is it? He's waiting for you to acknowledge him. Oh, is that all God needs? Yes, I'm telling you. That is all that he needs. I will prove it to you in scripture. 
That is all that he need. Acknowledge him for what he did last year so he can do with the next thing in your life. He can do the next thing in your life. For him to do the next thing in your life, acknowledge him for what he did last year. Acknowledge him. No matter what, acknowledge him. What is acknowledgement? It is nothing. Just opening your mouth to acknowledge the fact that Father, I thank you for this thing. You are the one that did this. I thank you. Just acknowledge him. Never think God doesn't need it. Never think God doesn't need your acknowledgement. He needs it. Never think he doesn't need it. God can forget about everything. But not ingratitude. Why am I saying this? He said that I do not count your sins against you. That means no matter what we've done. Oh, <laughs> I slept with 14 ladies in two hours ago. It doesn't matter. He doesn't recall it. Onkai. Oh, I stole somebody's money. It doesn't matter. He doesn't recall it. Onkai. But one thing that God will never forget is ingratitude. When a man is not grateful, God always remembers that thing. And it pains his heart. It pains his heart. Praise gives him the license to do another thing in your life. Luke 17 verse 12. Luke 17 verse 12 to 19. Luke 17 verse 12 to 19. Quickly. Quickly. Luke 17 verse 12 to 19. I, oh good. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers. Ten men. Ten men. Who stood afar off. Verse, verse, verse 13. Let's go. But let's go. Somebody follow, follow. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Continue. So when he saw, he said to them, Go, show yourself to the priest. And so it was that, that they went and they were cleansed. Now, somebody listen. Cleansing is not the same as healing. Cleansing is not the same as healing. <laughs> it's not the same as healing. I keep saying that. It's not everything getting it. It's everything maintaining it. When you know, and you know, a hard dream, but we bet me a crowd, you know, and then the main thing, God can start a business with you. God can give you a business, a multi, whatever, whatever contract. That is not what matters, but the ability to succeed it. Give it back. So cleansing here is not wholeness. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the do this. So it was that they went and they were cleansed. Verse 15. And one of them, my God, I'm praying for you this year. You'll be one of them. I said you'll be one of them. I said you'll be one of those people that will travel. I said you'll be one of those people that will start their business. I said you'll be one of those people that will marry. I said you'll be one of those people that will receive a mega bigger contract. If you believe it, shout a louder, amen. You'll be one of those people that will complete school. You'll be one of those people that will enter school. You'll be one of those people that will experience financial growth this year. Verse, give me where I ended. One, one of them. Why one? Among ten, out of ten, one. What did he saw? Then he was he returned with a loud voice. What? With what? Glorify God with a loud voice. Verse 16. <laughs> and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, giving him praise. Father, I thank you. If it had not been by your grace, I wouldn't have seen this here. I'm grateful. And he was a Samaritan. Verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, Where there not... I thought this man has forgotten. 
I thought he has forgotten. I thought he has forgotten. When these people got married, they didn't come back to give thanks. I thought he has forgotten. Okay? Were they not three people that married in a world? Where is the other one? Give it back to me. So Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten clans? Okay. <laughs> but where are the nine? Say, Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Don't count yourself among the nine, count yourself among the one. Never count yourself among the one. Give me verse 18. We are reading to verse 19. Look at something here. Were they not found who return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Somebody who doesn't know much about God and the things of God. Return. Verse 19. Verse 19. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you. What is this faith? The faith to give him thanks. That on our way listen to me maybe you are here it's not too late it's not too late if the nine people are here today I will tell them go back and acknowledge him he needs it he needs it go back and acknowledge him it's not a joke he needs it he's counting on it to do what now there were ten people that were cleansed only one was healed total wholeness Total healing. And go for 10. And we'll show you what this year. Over prosperity. Okay, the last year. One of them came this morning. Just to say, Father, I thank you for what you said you do. Just doing that. You've given him the license to do it this year. Now, now I enter the year. They are saying they don't care. They are just waiting to be saved. Listen to me. The night went without receiving the healing. Even though the healing was being prayed for. Was being prophesied. They didn't get it. Why? They couldn't acknowledge him. It's not too late to acknowledge him. It's not too late. Fifteen years ago, it's not too late. Come back. Other than that, that sickness can come back again. Other than that, that contract, you can lose it. Why? Because you failed to acknowledge him. I thought he didn't see. Jesus can overlook anything, but not acknowledging him. He can overlook it. I thought he has forgotten. He has not forgotten. The next thing that you need to do. Now, let me ask a question here. How many people here are believing God for supernatural growth this year? Did I tell anybody here to raise his hand? How many people here are believing God to buy their own house this year? How many people are believing God for the fruit of the womb this year? Lift up your hands. Now, why have they lifted their hands? Why have they? I'm going to show you a mystery here. The lifting of your hands is a request for his help. The lifting of your hands is a request for his help. And wonders in your life. Show by hands. That is what I ask you to do. You will see countless of hands during this thing that I ask. So many people raise their hands. But when it gets to praise and worship, these same hands, you will not see them again. When it gets to praise and worship, these same hands that were lifted, almost everybody in the church lifted their hands. 
But when it gets to praise and worship, you will not see the hands. The lifting off of hands is a sign that you need his help. You need his help in what? You need his help in that thing I ask you. You need his help. So you lift your hands to show that you need his assistance. There is a proverb which says, it is only a child that left his hand for the adult to carry him or pick him up. There is no way you are walking with somebody close to you and the person will lift up you. They will never see that. But Akim Bolobo, walking with this man, will lift his hand. The man will touch the hand and walk with him. Why? Because anytime you come before him, never, the lifting up of hands, what is it? It's praise. It's praise. It's a sign that you are praising. As a matter of fact, if you want to climb in life, there is no ladder we don't climb with without lifting our hands. There is no ladder. You got to lift up your hands. For you to climb and get to that height of financial breakthrough, whatever thing that you are believing God for, you need to lift up your hands. You need to know and understand until your hands are lifted, you remain grounded. Until your hands are lifted, you remain grounded. Beloved, if your hands are not lifted up in praise, you might die in your pit. You might die in your pit. Nobody gets into a pit. Then you lift up your hands. So anytime you are worshiping God, hands are lifted. It's speaking only one language that It's a sign that lift him out of that pit. That pit of sickness. Lift him up. Lift him up. So praise is the only lift in life. Praise is the only lift. It's praise. It's the only lift in life. Psalm 113 verse 1 to 7. Psalm 113 verse 1 to 7. Then we end here. Psalm 113. My God. Thank you Father. I bless you. Psalm 113. Praise the Lord. Praise all ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 7. Give me verse 7. My God. <laughs> He's talking about praise. He said, He raises what? He raises what? How will God raise you? By lifting your hands. Then He can hold that hands and lift you. He raises the poor out of what? The dust. So somebody is sick. Once we are praising God, you lift your hands. He will raise you out of that sickness. He lifts the needy out of the ash. How can he lift you? Without a lift. What is the lift? The lift is your praise. You cannot be lifted out of your situation without the lifting of hands. Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Good. That he may sit, sit him with princess. With prince. With the praise of his people. Now, with the scripture that we were reading, you saw something. That it was not the poor that was praising him. It was not the poor that lifted the hands. 
It was not the rich, sorry. It was not the rich that lifted the hands. It was the poor. Somebody will say, man of God, you don't know what I'm going through. It is people that are going through a lot that lift your hands. Man of God, my back pain. It is people with back pains that lift their hands. Other than that, he can't lift them. He can't lift them. So you need to learn that. You need to learn that. You need to learn that. This morning, any hands that are lifted right here, can I prophesy? Makusa Balisa. Senomana Somana. Without the help of God, no man can be lifted in the earth. Without God's help, no man can be lifted. As these hands are lifted, I decree and I declare. Father, lift them out of their problems. Lift them out of that situation. Anybody in poverty, anybody impoverished under the sound of my voice. As these hands are lifted, as a prophetic sign of your help, may you lift them. May you lift them. I said, may you lift them. Anybody with a critical issue, Father, lift him. I said, Father, lift him. Anybody with financial crisis, may you lift him. May you lift her. May you lift him. May you lift her. Anybody that is down, I pray for your lifting. As these hands are lifted, so shall they be lifted. As these hands are lifted, so shall their business be lifted. As these hands are lifted, so shall their marriage be lifted. As these hands are lifted, so shall their situation be lifted. Somebody shout a louder, Amen. So God left me. So God left me. My God. This morning, anybody that will lift his hands to praise God, to say, Father, I thank you. I decree and I declare. Today will be the end of your situation. I said today will be the end of your situation. I said today will be the end of your situation. Psalm 92 verse 1. Psalm 92 verse 1. Whilst we stand. Psalm 92 verse 1. Let's be on our feet so I make certain dangerous declaration right here. Psalm 92 verse 1. My God. Psalm 92 verse 1. Harabasha. A song, a song for the Sabbath day. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. Anything good you do will attract something good in your life. I'm telling you. Anything good you do will attract something good in your life. Anything bad you do will attract something bad in your life. He said that it is a good thing. Looking at one of the good things we need to do in life, praise is one of them. And anytime you do something which is good, it will attract something which is good. Can I decree and declare upon your life? Anything good you are waiting on God for, as you do the good, as you do the needful, may God surprise you with his goodness. May God surprise you with his goodness. I said, may God surprise you with his goodness. Verse 12. Verse 12. Verse 12. The same scripture, verse 12. Now watch something here. He's saying that when they praise me after they've done the good in their life, what this is what will happen. Akua, Sama, Susalifa, Kua Sese, Kunase. Give me back the scripture. The righteous shall flourish like what? A palm tree. And he shall what? 
supernatural growth. They shall what grow like a cedar in Lebanon. We will not talk about the cedar in Lebanon today because of time. God willing, next week I will talk to you about the cedar in Lebanon. What is the cedar in Lebanon? It's a tree in Lebanon. And this tree, it grows in mountainous areas. Mountainous. How can a tree grow in mountains? Mountain. But this tree, that is where they love to grow. And they grow without it. That means that this year, you will grow without any limitation. I said your business will grow without any limitation. Amen. Why? Because he said the righteous shall grow and flourish like the cedar in Lebanon. What is the cedar in Lebanon? When you go to Lebanon, the cedar is one of the things that gives them, I mean, their resources. Just like in Ghana, if you research, we have things that brings us, gives us, for instance, income and other income, right? Good. But when you go to Lebanon, when you go to Jamaica, I'm so sure weed is part of their descent. Yeah, God, they buy it at the descent. But Lebanon, when you go to Lebanon, one of the things that brings them this thing is cedar. Therefore, can I decree and declare? If you shall grow like the cedar in Lebanon, that means your finances will grow. This year, anybody that has lifted the hands, your finances will grow. I said your finances will grow. I said your finances will grow. I said anything around your life will grow. I decree and I declare upon your life. You will never be a beggar. You will never be a beggar. What's if one says that yet? Woman be on says that yet. Wouldn't you say that yet? Woman says that yet. I decree and I declare. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his children begging for bread. I decree and I declare. No one under the sound of my voice will be a beggar, will be a pauper. I decree and I declare. Let there be growth in your life. Let there be growth in your life. Let there be growth in your life. Somebody give the Lord a shout and pray. Within 30 seconds, you are telling God, I am grateful. Everybody, say, I'm grateful today. I've been a high minded person, I was expecting a keyboard. I got a combo, so I'm not grateful. Let me rest me too quiet. But Omar me and Quatin thing, some Quatin thing you are with me too quiet. And I was not grateful. Media, media, you know, I'm too quiet. But I'm calling you over there too. I am grateful. Momo be a mima with you three years ago. Be grateful to God. Be grateful to God. You want to lift up your hands within the space of 30 seconds. I am grateful. Thank him. Be one on the catch and say, Oh, don't fall.
Thank you for listening to Language of Hope. We believe you were blessed. Want more? Head on to New Spring AG on Facebook and Instagram, or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel on New Spring AG. God bless you.